Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? This is August 23rd, and it is your daily financial news. So first and foremost, before we jump in, uh, I just double-checked the YouTube stats, and we just hit 9,000 subscribers on the nose. I took a picture of it. It's on social media now, so it has to be true, right? That's, that's, that's the rule today. If it's on social media, it's fact-checked. But anyways, uh, thank you very much for your support. Uh, We will continue to put out original content each and every day. Uh, Certainly, the Daily Financial News, our expert series with four various experts of the week with some other guests sprinkled in. Uh, I will continue to share with you what is going on in our business, both uh, all of the rental properties and the flips. And in the end, you know, we are here to help help you achieve a better financial future. If you continue the track of a better financial future to financial independence, awesome. But at the end of the day, if we can just help you have a better financial future, uh, we will feel like we have done the right thing here on this channel, one rental at a time. So for the week, uh, let's talk about what's coming up for the week because there's a lot of economic data, as there usually is. Uh, I will highlight the ones that I'm looking at. There's a ton more than what I picked, but I think these ones kind of, you know, indicate the things that are important to me. So Monday, nothing, no economic data out on Monday, but Tuesday kicks us off. Uh, A couple of ones to watch, consumer confidence. Uh, I expect this to be a positive number. It's going to be fighting the cross currents of what is going on with the health crisis, the stimulus, and the economy. But I think this report will be over a period that is generally positive. Uh, I do think consumer confidence could start to uh, slip, but I think next week will, um, uh, you know, Tuesday's report will generally be a good number. Case-Shiller home price. Uh, This is going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, I think both of the 10 city index and the 20 city index will um, report good numbers generally. Uh, I do think we are going to start to see a separation from the suburbs and vertical cities. Uh, I think that is going to become obvious with the um, uh, Case Schiller kind of highlighting some cities you know, approaching double digits uh, and some of the bigger cities significantly languishing. This is what's going on. This is I think this is an investable trend. I think it's certainly something to watch. And then also we're going to have new home sales, uh, which will be reported Tuesday. Again, I expect that number to be another blockbuster. Uh, so it's going to Tuesday will be full. Wednesday, kind of durable goods, right? What are, what are we buying? What you know, cars, um, you know, things that last longer. Uh, Thursday uh, is going to be new claims. That's an important one. Right, we bo- we broke the trend below a million. We went to one point one oh six. you know that number is going to continue to be important every Thursday morning, um, because that's the that's the closest thing you and I have to really a pulse of what's going on in Main Street. Right, Wall Street is so disconnected. 
Uh, I do believe that eventually they will be closer aligned. Uh, but Thursday is going to be important, right? Does the trend, you know, do we go from 1.1 to 1.3? If so, if we go 1.1 to 1.3, the stimulus discussions will be back on the table immediately. If we go 1.1 back below 900 or to 900,000, uh, there'll be no movement on the stimulus. Uh, unfortunately, it is going to um, it is going to take a horrible number on unemployment to get us a stimulus between now and the election. Kind of like what happens in the stock market when the stock market throws a tantrum and forces the Fed to do something. We've, if you've been watching the markets long enough, they've done that a couple of times over the years. I, I, think if, I think it's the unemployment claims that gets Congress to get off their butt. So if they spike, they go 1.1, 1.3, 1.6, that trend right goes back up. Uh, stimulus talks will happen in earnest and something will happen. Uh, and then Friday, uh, we have personal income. Uh, and spending dat data or data. Uh, again, we're going to find out what's going on. Um, we are in a odd place because we're seeing numbers that we don't typically see. The savings rate uh, between America or of Americans, you know, typically below five percent. It's up over twelve percent. We're paying off credit cards. We're doing unnatural things, at least for a consumer-based economy. So we're going to see. Is there a slowdown in spending? So Friday will be a big number. I've got some national data. We talked about um, home sales setting records last week. I think it was Thursday, 304,000, actually 304,100. Uh, got, got three of the four areas. I don't know why the East wasn't posted, or at least I didn't find it. Midwest, uh, 244,500, up 8%. The South, 268,500 up 9.9% and the West 453,800 up 11.3%. Those are year on year numbers. Uh, it is going to be interesting to watch these. Uh, I think the West is going to start to again bifurcate because I think there's going to be some significant cities hurt in the West. Uh, but it will take, it'll probably take three months for the, for the data to kind of ripple through these, these reports that look back. Uh, I expect the South to pick up steam uh, as this um, flight from urban cities continues. I think I think regionally speaking, the South wins uh, where the East and the West lose. If we kind of look at it as an investable trend, uh, another thing I saw is you know how we have been talking about eviction moratoriums and things of that nature on this channel. We're talking about an assembly bill in California and all this craziness. Well, we're not alone. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but England and Scotland, they now have mandated landlords give six-month notice uh, before they can evict a tenant. Six months. A lot of damage can happen in six months. Uh, basically, reading the article, it talks about them being all warm and fuzzy and they want to... Um, uh, they want to uh, get them through the winter uh, is the talk. So that is interesting. Uh, the stimulus, again, we talked about it. I think the only thing that gets that to happen is a horrible trend on new unemployment claims, uh, continuing claims going from 14.6 to 18 million, something something really bad. 
kind of showing a double dip recession is in the notice. Um, yeah, so that's that is interesting. Um, it's going to be about Thursday on that. Uh, <laughs> I noted that Gavin Newsom, the one politician I like to pick on because he's a liar, frankly, uh, is uh, he's back at it again. He is driving more businesses out of California. This time it's Hollywood. Hollywood is, if you don't know, has been trying to spin up the business of making movies again. Uh, Gavin Newsom can't get out of his own way, so they're giving up and they're going to Canada, Australia, and other countries in Europe to film. Again, taking jobs, taking tax revenue. Good luck, middle class in California. Gavin Newsom's coming for you. Man, that guy, man, he's bad. He has to go. Uh, I did see a really interesting note today. Uh, Trump, apparently in a, in a, um, yes, I did see, I actually talked about Gavin Newsom continuing his full pay, uh, even though everybody else took 10%. Just another example of Newsom being a liar. Just, if you need more proof, just look at that. He is a, uh, he's just not a good person, right? He's just not a good person. Uh, but back to Trump, he talked about decoupling from China. You know, that's big words, big talk. Uh, obviously, he's he's a negotiator. So, you know, when you negotiate, you kind of, you want to anchor somewhere extreme. So I get it. I used to negotiate tens of millions of dollar contracts. So I get it. I get the whole anchoring. But you got to think about that as a, um, a real possibility. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, if, if for some reason, just for some reason, we stopped accepting anything from China and, oh, by the way, let's realize it's reciprocal. China buys nothing from us. We have a, we have a problem. Inflation would, would pick up almost immediately. We, we buy a lot of stuff from China. A lot of stuff. And we are not prepared currently to um, build anything. So that would be horrible. And then the stuff that we ship to China would deflate. Food, soybeans, stuff like that. Um, because we overproduce that knowing that we are shipping it elsewhere. So we would have a... Uh, we'd have a nasty couple of years. Oh, be, it would be horrible. Not to say that we wouldn't survive or get through it. It would be, um, it would be pretty bad though. So uh, not something you or I should hope for or look for. Not to say that we can't take incremental steps to make stuff. The fact that we are still having PPP um, issues after six months is, is a problem. I mean, I think any, or PPE, right? I think anybody would admit the fact that we don't have masks and face shields and uh, garments or whatever they use. These are our nurses and our doctors. The fact that we can't protect them, they have to reuse. I don't care what side of the spectrum, your political spectrum you're on. That's bad. That's not okay. It's been six months, not six days. <sighs> that's, that's not okay. We need to own that. We need to own that. I don't know. Error, I guess, at this point. It was one thing to say, 
oops, we make all this stuff outside the U.S., but now it's been six months, so we need to fix that. And then the last thing I'm going to continually be reading about is Simon Properties, the big mall owner. They really are diversifying and picking up brands. Uh, you know, I talked about them buying Lucky recently, but they also bought Brooks Brothers here recently out of bankruptcy, uh, and they own others. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch, right? They are essentially going up the stack, right? Does Simon Properties become something other than a mall REIT? Uh, it is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, this we could be seeing, we could be seeing Simon Properties kind of evolve right in front of us. Um, I still think their dividend looks safe. They have uh, eight billion dollars plus in liquidity, of which three point six of that is actual cold hard cash. So they're doing pretty well. So that's what I got for you today. Now, that is your daily financial news. Again, I want to thank you, 9,000 subscribers. I could never imagine um, what we were, how, you know, when I started this to get there. Um, we're going to keep doing original content every day. Uh, we're going to keep, we're going to just keep trying to help. Again, I think it's about having a better financial first future first, and then we are going to, uh, you know, talk about financial freedom next. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful day. It is Sunday. So you know I have my goals video coming up. I did I did find a video that I'm going to review now and uh, watch, uh, watch to see if it's interesting from another real estate guy. I'm going to see what he has to say. So I might do a, I might do a feedback on that. I promise you no more Meet Kevin reviews for at least a week or two. I, I feel like I picked on him twice back to back, but that one piece of advice was horrible. Anyways, everybody, take care of yourself. Thank you for all the congratulations. We do this stuff together. Thank you for watching. You're watching live, so thank you very much for doing this. This is awesome. I will look at Chris Haskins. I'll take a peek. Thanks. Bye.